Hi everyone, welcome back to Heart Check. I'm Lydia and today I'm joined by Chloe who's a friend of mine and we're going to be discussing what it means to guard your heart and what is God's desire for our heart. Enjoy! Okay, so um, we are on part two of our Heart Check podcast and today I am with Chloe and we're continuing our discussion on what it means to guard your heart. So um, how long, I was just thinking earlier, how long have we known each other, like five years? Yeah, it should be five, five and a half. No, five, six. Quite a while. <laughs> We've been through a lot in yes. those years. Yes, we have indeed. Um, and like me, she is a teacher um, and we're both completely unqualified to talk about any of these things really, but we just thought we would uh, mm. share um, our, yeah, our opinions and our interpretations on some stuff. Um, but first of all, can you introduce yourself? I can introduce myself. So I'm Chloe, 24 years old, and um, I've been married for five years this year. Um, I've got a six-month-old son, and I'm originally from Cardiff. You might be able to tell from my accent, um, but I moved to Bristol seven years ago for university and have just stayed here. Um, yeah, like Lydia said, I'm a primary school teacher. I'm really passionate about sharing Jesus' love with children. Um, I've done a lot of camps, Christian camps like that, and um, also one of my big passions and one thing I really like to um, be more involved with is mental health, especially in teenagers. Nice. Second question is if you had to describe your relationship with God in one word, what would it be? So I've gone with maturing because what I find, I know it's only meant to be one word, but to explain myself is because my relationship with God has got better over time and like I've understood more and our relationship has got stronger as I've gotten older and it's and our relationship has grown together love that so maturing maturing like a fine cheese and it will carry on for your entire life (laughs) yes fine cheese fine wine fine cheese Amazing. And the icebreaker, which you have not prepared for. I know. But I'm... actually, it's a good Go one. On then. Go on, is, hit me. Well, you've already told us that your hometown is Cardiff. What is your favourite thing about Cardiff? Um, best thing I like about Cardiff. Okay. Okay, not just Cardiff, but Wales in general. Okay. Beaches. Oh, yeah. The fact, when, where I lived, I could be 15 minutes from a beach. Okay. Whereas in Bristol, yeah, I to drive for ages to find At least an hour and a half, The it? glorious beaches, definitely. Good answer. Um, thank you. Thank you. Cool. So, the key Bible verse for this whole series is from Proverbs 4, 23, uh, where Solomon says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And so, obviously, at the very beginning of this series, we're chatting about what that means. So, what is, like, your interpretation? What do you think Solomon is trying to say when he tells us to guard our heart? So, for me... Obviously, the the verse that you just said is like everything comes from your heart, so it shows just how important our hearts are. If everything comes from that, and guarding it, I think can be interpreted in lots of different ways. Yeah. But I think it's like we need to be mindful and careful of what we expose ourselves to, because I think a lot of the time we don't realize it. Mm. But the more things you expose yourself to, it's chipping away at your heart and at your character and at your, you know, and you won't notice it until a big chip, a big chunk is gone. Okay. So I think we need to be careful in that sense. I think Solomon means that we need to guard them so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because. I I agree. 
I think, and I think this is kind of what you're saying, I think he's, to use a modern term, a, mm. like a secular term, it's about self-awareness. Yeah. And actually he's saying to be the healthiest you can be or to be, mm. you know, to live in this like godly wisdom life, mm. you need to learn to be self-aware. And that means knowing the impact that stuff has on you. Yeah. And, and the impact you have on other people mm. as well. Um, it's also like... I completely believe that the enemy knows that as well. And he knows as soon as our guard is down, mm. he's going to be in there mm. trying to attack us straight away. So we, it's, it's, it's hard, we, it's, but it does say in the Bible that we are constantly in that spiritual war. Yeah. And we have to put on the armour of God and we have to daily do that. Yeah. Because Satan knows how important our hearts are and like that because everything comes from it. So he knows if I can get to your heart and I can change that, then... You'll do what I want, not what, what the flesh wants, not what God wants. Yeah, that's true. It's really hard though, isn't it? Because some stuff happens to us and we have absolutely no control yes, over it. absolutely. Which it, I think we're going to talk about in a later podcast. Mm. But um, it's tricky It's tricky to, to learn this, I think, because actually we start off young in every way. It's just life. We're born mm. as babies and we have to learn. And so by the time you get to like my age, I'm 31... Loads of stuff has already happened and I've not been equipped mm. to guard my heart. I don't know what that means because I don't think you learn that yeah. until... Yeah. I think you have to go through things. You learn the know, hard way. To know the impact it can have on you. Yeah. There was also a verse um, that ref- I think reflects even more what Solomon was saying about how um, everything comes from your heart. It's from Proverbs 27 verse 19. It says, as water reflects the face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Nice. So how important it is that our hearts are, ch- like, you know, godly. Yeah. Because we need to reflect God, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's strong. And there's one in the New Testament, which I wrote down, from Luke. And it's Luke six forty five, And it says, a good man or woman <laughs> brings good things out of the good stored up in their heart. Mm. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Mm. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And like I remember, I was listening to a sermon once, I think it was John Mark Homer, and he said, we become what we give our attention to. 100%. So how we use Definitely. our time really shapes us yeah. and makes us who we are. Like the people we spend time with are going to influence mm. our character and our habits, the things we watch, the things we see mm. and listen to. And actually, if you look at the wider... Um, proverb that this has come from Proverbs 4 he talks about the things your eyes see he talks about your thoughts he talks about your actions Mm. um, and he talks about the things that you hear and it's like all of our senses and the things that we take in through our senses Mm. directly impact our heart Mm. and our soul I guess from a Christian perspective that you could argue the two are similar the same I don't know yeah um but like we know, like I'm not a scientist, but I know that chemically our brains are impacted by our experiences as well. Like it's like when someone goes through a trauma, um, a person's character is changed forever. Definitely. Because of what they've experienced, and so. Definitely. Well, it just is, it shapes who you're going to be. Your experiences shape who you are, um, becoming essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess Solomon's saying, the amount of. Because we don't have total control over what happens to us. No. But the things that we can control, we should be really aware of. Mm. And we should be careful mm. about what we let into our 
eyes, <laughs> ears, <laughs> yeah. um, who we spend time with. Um, Which is hard. It's really it's so hard. hard. I completely agree. And I think it's a harder, the, the, I think it becomes easier the older you get. I also think we don't think it's having as much as an impact as it actually is. Yes. And you only notice it when it's too late. And sometimes it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to start exactly. hanging out with those exactly. people or doing those things. Yeah. And that's... That's the hardest part. Is like, I think we'll come on to it later, but there's some friendships you ha- like, have to let go you have of. have to say goodbye to because you know I'm yeah. not influencing them. I know they're influencing me more and I'm not being the person I want to be. Yeah. Even though it's fun. They're holding me back. <laughs> yeah. 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 From being the best you can be. That's yeah. really true. That's really true. I also think um, when the church has taught on this kind of stuff, my experience is that it's always very black and white. Like there's a right and there's a wrong. Mm. And we should always obviously choose the right thing. But I think it's actually really grey. Mm. And actually often in life, our decisions and our relationships, it's not obvious that people are bad for us necessarily no not at all and so often we learn the hard way because we think something's right and something's good for us or someone is good for us and it turns out they're not well even if you're doing something good like you know this person's struggling i'm gonna help them so your intentions start off pure and your intentions start off i'm gonna do this because i love this person i really want to help them but then you've got to think actually what's happening is actually being worse on me and then you've got to think am I shall I do I now think about myself and protect myself uh, or do yeah. I still help them because it's costing you yeah. to help them yeah which I, I feel like I that's true you've you've experienced this in the past yes like you've helped people but then it's had a damaging effect on you so you've had to say look I can't do anymore yeah, which is the right thing to do because it tells us here that we need to guard our hearts we yeah need to, because how, how are you going to help them if your cup is empty? Yes. Which I'm yes. sure is a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. If it's not, it should be. That's so true. But then at the same time, not just abandoning people, but making mm. sure they've got a support network that can help. It's, it's so tricky. It's so tricky. It is. It is. Um, there was one more thing which I'd thought about was, oh, yeah. So... If, I think Solomon is, is saying, because it's interesting, this verse, this whole passage, he doesn't mention God once. So the Proverbs are actually about how to live well, how mm. to live in a way that God would like us to live. Yeah. doesn't actually mention God. Um, and I think he's saying that, you know, in the same way that we can be careless with our physical bodies mm. um, and we can put ourselves in vulnerable situations emotionally, we can get our emotions hurt in unhealthy relationships, etc., then actually there's a direct impact on our relationship with God and the state of our soul. So what I mean by that is if we know we're living in a way that goes against God's instructions, mm. actually that distances us from God, doesn't yeah. it? Because we end up just feeling guilt-ridden yeah. and shame-ridden and the church is there telling us that we need to live like this and we're choosing not to or we're finding it hard Mm. not to and so actually there is a direct impact also if we don't guard our hearts that our relationship with god Mm. will suffer um and we've probably all been there um (laughs) so there you go psalm 37 verse 4 take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart Mm. which is a hundred percent not like it's not saying i'll give you what you want yeah it's saying because you're close to me you now want what i want what i want which is the good things 
Um, so of course I'll give you the desires of your heart because your heart is like my heart, is after my heart. Yeah, which is the best thing for you. Yeah. Nice. We should probably move on to the next question, which is, um, so what does God want for our hearts? What does the Bible say about that? What's your own opinion? What does God desire for our hearts? Um, I think this was the question, because I think I can be all airy-fairy and be like, God wants us to be loving and kind, mm. and, blah, 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 and that's like my opinion, but then yeah. I, I did, this is the one I did the most research in, because... You know, great. You can take the lead. Well, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But then, obviously, the so I was looking up some what are they called devotionals. Yeah, I was telling you this. Yes, um, on the U version app, and um, one of them I was doing focused on David because obviously David's heart. That was the one that which God chose him because he was after God's own heart. He was. Yeah. So then, this whole devotional looked at. Okay, let's look at David then. Why does God want David why what what's different about his heart and the things they picked out were um that God desires our hearts to be like David's in the sense of these were the six things that they picked out which okay was obedient and wise um because a man after my own heart is what he says and that means like well he'll do everything I want him to do so I know David's going to be obedient then isn't he yeah um patient and listening because um, obviously David um, was patient and trusting God. Um, yeah. I was reading my notes. That's okay. Um, and then worshipping and loyal. And when we worship... Yeah, so that one was... I think for me that one was a big one, is that our hearts need to be worshipping because when we worship, um, God's presence just engulfs us. And then when God's, pre- when God's light comes in, darkness has to leave. Yes. You can't have both in the same place, can you? No. Um, and it, and also it just backs it up with David in the fact that he wrote 79 of the Psalms, which is like him yeah. worshipping God. Yeah. It shows how much he is worshipping. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Say those again. Obedience. Obedient and wise. Yeah. Patient and listening. Worshipping and loyal. And see, all of those things have to be like grown hundred like, percent they're not just there the moment you become a christian oh my days no yeah like and david was obedient but he was also disobedient yeah but his heart always came back to god in exactly. repentance and um, obviously david is not the prime example because lots of things happened as well but those were the thing six things that they picked out from the beginning when god saw him and liked what he saw yeah what did he like in his heart i like um, that because there are also loads of examples of people having hard hearts in the bible mm. so like pharaoh in egypt his hard heart was hardened, hardened towards yeah. moses and setting the people free and actually in one of the psalms king david um pleads with the people not mm. to harden their hearts against god so there's yeah there's kind of loads of uh, there's like a spectrum isn't there of people people that kind of let anger and resentment build up in them like at God they like become rebel- they're rebellious against God and then they harden their hearts and then there's people like David who makes a lot of mistakes but doesn't yeah. let guilt and shame no. distance himself from God no. in like one of them in one of the stories it, about David and saying how he's um, loyal and stuff was David was like I want to build the temple for you Jesus not Jesus God I want to build a temple for you God and God was like no I want this guy to build it uh, and instead of David didn't then go throw a hissy fit he was like right I can get all the resources for this guy I'm gonna do it so he, it was showed that 
he wasn't jealous in that sense. Yeah. He wasn't loyal Proud. to the bigger picture, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't put himself before God's desires. Nice, nice. I think we also need to go into the picture of that it's so, our hearts are so important. Like they are our greatest yeah. assets. That's why God cares so much about them. And like that verse says, it like whatever we expose ourselves to will be reflected. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's that verse again that shows that um, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Yeah. There are so many verses in the Bible yeah. about how important the heart is. One of the biggest reasons, which I thought why um, God wants, God is so passionate about this is because we are a testament to non-believers too. Yeah. So, and if our hearts are being guarded and they are um, in line with what God wants... Obviously, everything comes out of our hearts, so we're going to be the best testament we can for God. Yeah. However, if we're not in line with God and if we're not keeping that guard up, we're not going to be a great testament at all because, you know, every bad thing comes from your heart too. Yeah, no, that's really true. I think God desires for us, like, if we're to kind of make it more, like, every day, what does he desire every day? I think he wants us to be actively, like, an active work in progress. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's very easy for people to kind of get in a routine and stay in that routine and not really pursue any kind of mm. um, mature, maturity, emotional maturity, yeah. I guess. And again, I'm going to go back to self-awareness because I think um, part of growing up is being aware of um, how your heart... I guess how your heart and how you who you are impacts other people. So that's similar to what you were just saying about being a witness. Because if you, if some people just they come into a room and they're a whirlwind and they cause chaos and then they leave and they're completely oblivious to the chaos yeah. that they've caused, yeah. just by being stressed or being overwhelmed mm. or being sad. And there's nothing wrong with being those things, but there's a way to be those things without dragging everybody else down mm. with you, isn't there? And that's just a little example. And um, I think God wants us to be aware of how we make other people feel. And that is rooted in our heart. And therefore, mm. we need to be on a journey to, towards God so that we make people feel great. Mm. And so that when people leave our presence, they feel encouraged or loved. There are people... I'm sure you have people in your life where you've been around them, you've got, you've left feeling, I've had a glimpse of Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's what God wants all of us to be like. Yeah. Or I just feel it like happier. Like, and it's those people, you know, are the ones who have been walking with God for a while. Yeah. And they're the ones who get up and they make the time and effort to spend quality time with Jesus. Yeah. Because it's 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 so true. When you spend more time with someone, you reflect that person as well. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. But one verse that I came across was um, Jeremiah 17, 9, 10. The heart is deceitful above all things yeah. and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I th- Which then... I love that verse, though. To me, it's like, okay, right, yeah, God is saying our hearts are our greatest asset. Everything comes from our hearts. But they're also really... But they're really them. horrible things. They, they lie to us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes. And I was like, that's really hard to, to comprehend if we need to, you know, if we want to be like Jesus, our hearts need to be um, like Jesus. Yeah. But it clearly states there, 
the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Yeah. Is that does that mean then if it's gone too far, if you've let too many things in, there's no hope for you? No. Whoa. No, <laughs> surely not. <laughs> I think it means and I don't know. I just I think it means that our heart is always gonna lie to us. Like because in a way that it'll tell us what we want to hear or it might do the opposite mm. and it might be self-deprecating and actually not be very nice to you. Um, but really, I think this, that's about... That's, that verse tells me we need accountability. Like you need people in your yeah. life that tell yeah. you the truth. Yeah, Because true. we tell ourselves stuff that isn't true. I do like in it. In that verse, it says, who can understand it? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clearly no one can. Well, we feel stuff that we just can't begin that, to comprehend. So like, why do, I... why do I feel this way? Yeah. yeah. Like, I wake up sometimes, like, some days totally overwhelmed with anxiety and absolutely no reason why. Yeah. Yeah. No reason. What do you reckon? Should we go on to examples? So, let's um, talk a little bit about ourselves, because <laughs> everybody loves that. Um, have you got any, like, examples of this kind of in action, or, like, stories of something that has distanced you from God, a time when you kind of let your guard down, um, and how did you kind of overcome it, if you have? <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it was just the one I was thinking about, which I think is one that affects me continuously um um is just about what i watch on tv yeah and what i look at on social media and so i i notice and that my thoughts change depending on what i've just like so for example i watched the in-betweeners recently okay yeah it's filth it is just dis- like so what they talk about is disgusting but i watched it think because you know, you started it and I want to finish it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to get through this. But then I found myself, because they, they swear relentlessly in it, and I found my, my thoughts then... Became like that. Yeah. And it's... now I'm noticing that I'm saying things out loud I would never have said in my life. Oh, and I'm that's like, funny. Why am I doing this? And it's because I've exposed my, myself to... That language. Yeah, and it's like, I know lots of people like swearing's fine and I, I agree I do think sometimes like it's, it's not a big deal but no. for someone like me who's been brought up never swearing you've noticed a change yeah and it's and it's like I don't like that about myself sure yeah if that makes sense yeah, yeah. so what are you gonna do about that Chloe yeah so how did I overcome this so I finished the series <laughs> yeah and then you realised <laughs> You don't that my issue is if I'd watched one episode or two, it would have been it would have been, been fine. But because you know you binge watch, yeah, you don't notice the change until it's already happened. Yeah, and actually I was so I listened to a St- Stephen Furtick um sermon <laughs> sermon this morning, <laughs> and um Geek. <laughs> he literally what he said in it is why do we always wait to, for the problem to be there for us to bring it to God? He said that he was like. We should, God doesn't, God, of course, we can bring anything to God. God loves us. He'll do any, no problem is too big or too small. Yeah. But why don't we just come to God with our thoughts? Because it does say in the, in the oh, Bible nice. to hold okay. them captive, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. And yeah. to think about those. So he said, why do we wait the last minute to get, when it's too, not too late, but the problem's there? Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we just pull it back and go, actually... Hold on, as hard. Thinking things, I yeah. should be thinking, and yeah. give that to him then. Yeah, and you know, he... I've actually done that before. 
I've actually done that before. I think it was out of desperation. Yeah. You know when you're just like beating yourself up in your head mm. and you're like, I don't want to think this about myself. I know yeah. it's not true. Yeah. Is that kind of like, God, mm. deal with this for me. Um, but it is, yeah, I don't know whether it made a difference or not, but it mm. is a good practice to get into. It is. And the analogy he used was like, we like to take control. So you're, dri- you're, you're driving. Yeah. And then we want to hand the wheel over at the last second when we're about to hit the tree and go, God, take over, you drive now. But we wanted to have done the journey ourselves already. But we should have just been at the beginning. Oh, God, you you drive. I'm okay. I'll sit in the passenger seat. But we're like, no, no, I want control over this. But I know towards the end, I'm going to have to hand it over. Interesting. And then going off on what you said just then, I'm just thinking about, um, have I ever done that? Um, mm. giving it to God first and I think it's something you learn from experience as well because obviously you know I suffered like depression and suicidal thoughts and that when I was um mm. 16 to 18 and since then so I was healed of that I truly believe God healed me of that um instantaneously which is bizarre but that's my story um and since then if I've ever had I, I felt God promised to me in that moment when I was healed you're never going to go through this again. Mm. So when thoughts have come into my head along those lines, like your worth or whatever, then I've been like, no, 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 God, you've promised me yeah. this is not going to happen. I'm not going to listen to that voice. So I think in that sense, because I've been through it already, I'm, I yes. can give those thoughts to God. Yes, you're aware of yes. the potential damage that could follow. Yes. So it's like cutting it off at the root. And it's something that's harmful. Yeah. Whereas something like Telly. the other story yeah. is like, like you said before, it's fun. That's so true. <laughs> so we don't want... It's like the dri- driving. Yeah. It's fun. I don't want to hand it over to you yet. Yeah. Yeah. I have similar... My, I have one mm. television example and I have one gritty example. Mm. So um, Made in Chelsea was my... <laughs> Why are you watching that? I'm not anymore. <laughs> but mm. I thought it was hilarious. Mm. I thought it was hilarious. It's so stupid. Most of it is fake anyway, but um, I was hooked on like the ridiculous drama, but afterwards it made me feel really stressed because mm. there's so much arguing and yeah. so much like bitching about one another yeah. and it made me feel really like anxious and like disturbed in my spirit. Um, but for ages I fought that because I was like, but it makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually I got to a point I was like, no, I feel physically sick after I watched this because there's... I just don't enjoy shouting. Mm. I just it does something to my spirit, mm. makes me feel really unsettled. So I stopped watching it. Um and obviously don't feel like that anymore. Um and that was a few years ago now. Did you feel but, that it made you act that way as well? When like tensions rise in your life? Oh, yeah. How do you approach them? A bit like snappy. Yeah. Yeah, very likely so. Yeah. I think that's something. It just escalates yeah. all that within you. I completely agree with that. Because you, you're like seeing a model of yes. how to communicate. Yes. And it's a really unhealthy model. Yes. And I think I've probably experienced the same. Um, so, again, that's being aware of how things mm-hmm. make you feel, isn't it? And the way they impact but your it's behavior. It's so bizarre because we don't notice these are having an effect on us. Yeah. Okay. My other example is a little bit dark. So when I was little, I saw pornography in our house. I just saw, I saw things I shouldn't yeah. have seen on the telly, like VHS boxes under sofas and 
things would pop up on the computer screen mm. and I think I was probably like 10 mm. or 11 and um so like Solomon was saying it's like seeing things through your eyes at, especially at such a young age that you're not prepared for you don't understand it's confusing mm. it's scary um and yet it's it's kind of triggering it kind of like entices you you want to understand more you yeah. want to look more you want to what is this thing mm. that my dad's doing mm. like and my dad is my dad and he's yeah. on a pedestal and he's a hero and I love him and mm. actually is all really unhealthy and da- da- damaging but the like the long-term impact of that was actually really unhelpful and had like really terrible like I, I responded terribly I think I became sexually active really mm. young really young and at the time nobody talks about those things do they Mm. like at all um and it meant that my relationships became very intense very quickly and um it was just really bad for me just really bad for me physically emotionally spiritually all the time I'm like in a church being a good little Christian girl no (laughs) so you're like battling all this shame and guilt and and that's all because I saw some pictures yeah and just like that's how vulnerable we are Mm -hmm. But over and I didn't overcome it until my twenties, when I've God really showed me that like, I'd kind of repressed the memories. Mm. I didn't. You would. It's trauma, isn't it? Yeah. So I didn't. I, I literally had like a flashback one morning of seeing pornography mm. and associating it with my dad, mm. and and then I was able to join the dots mm. and process what happened. And how it had made me who I am. And so once that had happened, I was in counselling, so I was talking it through with someone. I was then able to overcome it and give it to God and repent. But instead of feeling guilty, like giving yourself some compassion, because you're like, this wasn't my fault. 100%. This happened to me. My dad did this. It's so hard because obviously we're talking about guard your heart. Yeah, but I couldn't. That was something where you couldn't have guarded your heart from. Yeah. And we're going to do a whole episode on that. Yeah. FYI. Um, Mm. But that's just an example of, you know, that's what can happen when we're vulnerable. Definitely. And it impacted my relationship with God because I felt so ashamed of myself. Yeah, it would. Um, But it wasn't until I understood where it had come from that I was able to forgive myself and mm. accept God's forgiveness, mm. I guess. Yeah. So And all Definitely. of that, yeah, because I, our hearts were just vulnerable. Crazy. Yeah. Actually, we've kind of started this final question, which yeah. is all about practical things we can do. Mm. So, like, how do we guard our hearts on a day-to-day basis? Mm. Um, any thoughts? Um, I think the thing I said earlier about how we should um, give our thoughts to God before... Yeah. become big problems is really important but then personally it's giving every day starting your day right isn't it yeah I've noticed a massive difference especially when I was a teacher if I started my day right in the sense of I would get up earlier pray with God spend time with him my day would be a hundred percent better okay even actually sometimes just praying on the way to school in the car yeah. my day would be a hundred times better because okay. it, it wouldn't make things not happen no. but it was when those things happened mm. I would feel more peaceful and I would feel more given it to, I could give it to God okay. whereas if I didn't do those things um, if I didn't give it to God every day I'd have to um, and things came up anxiety and stress would come in and I wouldn't be able to cope yeah 
So okay, I get that. The importance of it's 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 funny because it is a daily thing. Yeah, it, it could even for some people it could even be like an hourly thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we said before, we are in that constant battle, mm. and Satan's not going to let down, is he? He's not going to give up ever. So we always need to be on our guard, and have to put on the armor of God and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think um, for me, who is honestly not praying much at the moment. (laughs) I think a lot of it comes down, like guarding my heart, it has really helped me to have epic friends. Mm. (laughs) I really think the people you surround yourself with makes or breaks you. Mm. And if you've got people who give you honest truth and um yeah they know god and they're not afraid to like you're not afraid to offend one another you can just speak Mm. the truth to one another like you're gonna have each other's back (laughs) okay let's finish one sentence explain to me why it's so important that we guard our hearts um i think the verse you brought up earlier yeah basically just covers it which is luke 6 45 a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Nice. What we say will flow from what is in your heart. I don't even heart. need to elaborate. I think the end. That is it. Done. You haven't got one, did? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Maybe you stop there. Maybe you didn't there. do my research. I'm going to do my research. Why is it so important that we guard our hearts? Um... Uh, it no, literally is it exactly really is. comes from it, isn't it? Yeah, because our entire life... And our, and our legacy and the impact that we make on the earth is all going to come from what we let into our heart and what we keep out. Yeah. And it's who you want to be, isn't it? Yeah. Who you want to be as a person. Yeah, what's really, really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Chloe, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. I enjoyed that. Awesome. So having spent some time thinking about my conversation with Chloe, I just wanted to end with one final thought, and that is, as Christians, to guard our hearts, we need to be spending time with God. And that doesn't have to be reading your Bible and praying. Of course, those are two ways that you can spend time in God's presence, but really, to guard our hearts and to keep ourselves in tune with God, we have to find ways of of spending time with him that are helpful to us Um, and I say this because at the moment um, I'm struggling with anxiety and I really struggle to sit and read my bible for me guarding my heart at the moment is going for a long walk and just chatting away to God and so yeah I think it can look different guarding your heart can look different at different stages in your life depending on where your head's at what's going on how you're feeling and multiple other variables. So I just wanted to encourage you, yes, to guard your heart. We need to spend time with God. But that can look like a million different things. 